Now, funnels have gotten pretty hot in about the last five years, so you might know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then this is the lesson you're going to want to pay close attention to. All right, the funnel as a concept is really nothing new to marketing, although the internet marketing gurus will have you think that they invented the concept pretty recently. A funnel just means that you take a cold prospect and you warm them in the hopes of making them a customer. It's what advertising has done for a few hundred years and what inbound marketing strategies do today. Because even though tactics and strategies become more popular and then fall out of favor, and our buyer preferences change as consumers, the basic psychology we have as humans will never, ever change. So the funnel speaks to this most basic human psychology, and it takes us through various stages. A good example looks like this, although there are several different terms and ways to display this. So think of a funnel with the wide part at the top and the narrow spout at the bottom. So a consumer starts at the top and goes through each stage of the funnel until they are squeezed through the narrow opening at the bottom. This is where the term squeeze page comes in, which we'll see later. So the steps in the funnel are, starting from the wide part at the top, awareness, opinion, consideration, preference, and purchase. Awareness, opinion, consideration, preference, purchase. These are the steps people take when they purchase a product or when they choose a favorite brand. Now we're talking like in a store or online, basically a physical product. Awareness is where you make them aware of your product or service. Opinion is where they form a belief about your product and hopefully a good one. Consideration is where they consider possibly buying. Preference, which is sometimes called commitment, is where they actually decide to buy. And then purchase is where they do finally buy. And there are other funnels that list even more stages after purchase, like referral, loyalty, etc. But that's a little complicated for here. Now, we're talking online funnels, and this is a little different in practice, so we're going to simplify them here even further to make it easier, because I love easy. So we're just going to go with three to make it really simple, and we're going to call them connection, desire, and purchase. Because in these types of funnels, this is really what you're going to be doing. These are the three steps that you're going to lead them through. Connection, desire, and purchase. So for a funnel in an online launch, you're warming the prospect. You're moving them closer to a sale, but you're doing it a little differently than in traditional marketing and advertising where you're convincing and you're selling, you know? You're saying, this product is the best and, and here's why. That's the traditional way. In online marketing, you're giving. You're proving to the prospect that you're the expert. I call it the mystery man concept. Someone opts in to get free help from you, and in trade for their email, you give them valuable information. Then you send them more valuable information and later even more. This just keeps going on, and the person thinks, who is this mystery man who's willing to help me this much? That's when you can sell them, when you have them eating out of your hand. And this is all done through the funnel. It's well thought out, and it's very much planned. Okay, so the connection phase. This is the first. Remember, connection, desire, purchase. So the connection phase. 
the person has opted in for your freebie, they received it, and now you're ready to start the dating process. Or say they joined a waiting list for your closed funnel. Either way, here's where you'll give them content that will let you connect with your audience, not just intellectually, but at the heart level too. And the best way to connect with people at the heart is to find topics that are related to your values, your philosophies, your beliefs, and the things that you stand for. And if you choose your audience correctly, they're going to stand for those things too, and they're going to have a connection with you. So don't think sales at this point. Just get that out of your head completely. This is dating, not popping the big question, okay? Next is the desire phase. Here's where you now start to tell the prospect about the transformation that they can experience. Again, it's not selling, but it's also not just heart. And this is tricky and people screw this up all the time because it's a delicate balance. You're coming really close to the line where you're selling, but not really. My wife always laughs that I can't sell anything to anyone, but I can always convince people to do something because there's a difference. There's selling and there's influencing. Influencing makes things seem attractive in themselves. Selling tells you what you will get in trade for your money. So this is where you shift gears and you start to create real desire for your membership. You're still educating by giving free content, but you're also starting to shift to create a desire for your membership or your course. Also, share stories of successes here at this phase. At the end, they should just be naturally saying, I want this. You're not even asking them. And of course, you're not selling. But somewhere along the line, the prospect just decides that they want what you have to offer. Because it's not about you or your course. It's about what they can experience. So this phase is definitely the most important. And it's the one that all of the launch experts absolutely focus the most on. And they're completely correct. Finally, the purchase phase. This is where the prospect purchases and joins. They become a member. This is where they decide yes or no. They have two choices, and if you have a deadline in place, in other words, urgency, then they have to decide. But even if they say no, you still want to keep impressing and warming them. People use the term nurturing for keeping a warm prospect warm. This is critical because they very well may buy later on. And it's really important to realize that a huge majority of people will not buy. It's just a numbers game, which is why a big list is so important. But the next time you launch, about one-third of your buyers will be people who actually went through the launch the first time but said no. So why would this happen? Well, there's a ton of reasons, but it's mostly due just to timing. They weren't ready yet, or they wanted to start the membership but were busy with other things and it just wasn't a good time for them it's actually rarely due to the cost. We instinctively think that if they didn't buy the first time, they're not interested at all and they're leaving. That's it, they're gone. Not true. If you keep warming those people, nurturing them, there's a high probability that the next time you launch, they will actually sign up. So it's really important to make sure you split that list and create a new one. After the launch, you take the people in your list subtract out the members who purchased and you have the no list or what we call a did not buy list. A lot of CRM systems will do this for you through tagging at purchased. Infusionsoft is one that will do that. Now, timing. How long should each of these phases go? 
Okay, for the connection phase, you go for about one to three months. I know, I know, this seems really long, but it works. You may only be sending out an email per week, so that could be as few as four emails that warm you to the prospect. For a closed funnel that you launch only two times per year, this phase could actually go on for six months. In the desire phase, you're moving them quicker, and this will be about seven to 10 days. And even shorter for the purchase phase, which will be about four to seven days. For a closed funnel launch, this is the only time when the card is open, the purchase phase. And for an open funnel launch, the card is always open, of course, but this is where you're really pitching it. Where people fall short is when they rush these or skip these phases. The more you take your time and build up, the better result you're going to get. Okay, The longer the runway, the better the launch. Another note on timing, and that's, this is timing of emails. So how long between each email? Well, this depends on whether you're selling to consumers or businesses and what your product is, what the price point is, and a lot more. There's too many combinations to give you exact numbers here. And again, this is where one-on-one -on -one training really comes into play. But there is one factor that always comes into play with email timing, and it's this, the warmth of the prospect. As the prospect gets warmer, they receive emails more often. Now remember, you're using automated email software here. Not to go back to the basics too far, but I want to make sure everyone gets this. And if you're in this course, you probably know how to set up a basic MailChimp account. So when someone opts in to an open funnel, you can start sending them emails based on the date they joined. And if it's a closed funnel, all emails are going to go out and get sent to everyone at the same time. So it's delay-based or date-based. We covered this earlier a little bit. Okay, now the reason you don't want to send emails too often is obvious. They're going to unsubscribe. So you have to find that balance. And the best rule of thumb is this. Put yourself on the email list. As you're going through your emails every day, you all of a sudden see your email. What do you think? How do you feel? Would you be excited or annoyed? That tells you a lot right there. Also, include a few close friends or family members on the list and get their feedback too. So as you warm the prospect more, you can send emails a little more often. The prospect goes from, who the hell is this guy? To, wow, this guy is awesome. To, I gotta join this thing. So start mapping out each of the phases. Take your time to do this properly. And don't worry, everyone works at a different pace. I've had some members hit the ground running and launch a membership within a month. I've had others take a year. Just take your time and do it right. Because there's so much to a launch, but ultimately, there's just these three phases, which make it easy for us to understand how to really build up and create anticipation so that when it comes time to actually start selling your membership, you do have the big result that we're talking about. Like, possibly thousands of members. All right? That's it for this lesson.